from the book of Revelation, chapter 18. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall the great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of the harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all the nations deceived. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we are resuming our study in the book of the prophet Isaiah. We're ready for chapter 13 and 14 today, which deals with the burden of Babylon. Now, there is the obvious, which is that there was a real Babylon at the time, although many scholars argue that Babylon was not at a was not at that moment a great power, or it was a power, but not the greatest of powers. And many argue that this prophecy, while it had significance for Isaiah's time and for the people who heard Isaiah's words, it is also for the Babylon of the last days, the symbolic Babylon, if you will. And what you will find as we go through chapter 13 here, which is not very long, is that there's many connections to and uh, speech, if you will, figure of speech that connects a lot with the book of Revelation and what it has to say about Babylon, connects with things that Jesus said. There's a lot of that similar language which also lends to that idea that it is also speaking of the Babylon of the last days. And uh, it's very sobering. So with that backdrop, we're just going to dig right in and see what the Word of God has to say for us this morning. Chapter 13 and 14, and uh, if I can remember them and... When we get to them, I will make the connections. If not, uh, it'll probably still stir within you. You'll probably still hear the connections yourself without my help. All right, let's dig right in. The book of Isaiah, starting with chapter 13. Verse 1. The burden of Babylon which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. Lift up a banner upon the high mountain, 
exalt the voice unto them. Shake the hand that they may go into the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger, even them that rejoice in my highness. The noise of a multitude in the mountains, like as a great people, the tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the host of the battle. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven, even the Lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand, shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint, and every man's heart shall melt. And they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them. They shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Please note. Sounds very similar to how some of the language that Jesus used, right, when he talked about the birth pains of the end days. I also have to admit that while this is symbolic, this phrase, their faces shall be as flames, it, <laughs> you can't help but wonder if it's more than just symbolic. Notice that the whole land is going to be destroyed. Let's continue on. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light, the sun shall be darkened. In his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Again, please note, that sounds like similar phrasing as well, right? It kind of reminds me of uh, Revelation 6, verses 12 through 14, which says, And I beheld, and when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. And the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth as even a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And heaven departed as a scroll when it was rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their place. Interestingly enough, and this probably doesn't have a connection, but it just is this something that I can't help but think about is right now I'm in the state of Indiana and I can't see out, the, out my window here further than a few hundred feet. And that's because all the smoke from the forest fires in Canada have descended upon us. And it's been this way for about a month, but there, but this is the worst I've ever seen it in that time frame. So many so several weeks this has been going on. But as I'm looking out now, it's it's by far the worst I've I've seen. 
I mean, it it looks like you have a horrible fog. You can't see much of anything. I can't see the trees and the woods and stuff in the distances as I'm coming, as I'm driving around. and It's pretty bad. And many of you have seen probably the photos from New York City, and I just can't help but think, man, I hope this isn't like some kind of wild sign that, you know, a wild sign of, of smoke coming up over America. Now, of course, when I took my vacation a week ago and was out west, this was obviously not a problem. Uh, it's only here in the Midwest or on the East Coast. Uh, but it's, yeah, this is, it's very eerie looking out right now. And I've just been thinking about that. Um, and then, of course, you read these verses about the, about, about the sun being blotted out and things like that. It, makes you, it just makes you wonder these things, if that would be similar. Let's continue on. Verse 11. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. And I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Please note, notice the verbiage here. This is the burden of Babylon. But God is saying I'm going to punish the whole world for their evil. And the wicked. And I'm going to cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. Interesting language, right? After all, this is what, Pride Month? There's not going to be any pride when the day of the Lord arrives. He's going to punish the whole world. And if you, when we study... Uh, the the judgment of Babylon in the book of Revelation, there appears to be a fallout worldwide as a result of the destruction of Babylon because Babylon, according to the book of Revelation, is where the great merchants of the world are, the great consumers of the world are, and when she is on fire, the other nations weep and mourn, saying, who's going to buy our stuff? A lot of people, listen, I don't know if the United States or if a large city in the United States like New York City is the Babylon the Great of the book of Revelation. I've obviously, if you've listened to me very long, I've been suspecting that and that was one of the first things I started talking about when I started this podcast 10 years ago. But what I do know is that if the American economy were to dump today, and I know that many people around the world want that to happen, but here's what you fail to realize. When that happens, your economy dumps too. When America collapses, the world collapses. Make no mistake. And here, it's just, it's just interesting when you read the book of Revelation and you read what's going on here, the, out, the ripple effect of the judgment of Babylon is worldwide. Again, listen to the verbiage here in verse 11. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy 
of the proud to cease and lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Revelation 18 says this in verse 2 and 3, And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a habitation of devils, and a hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornications with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Continuing on. Verse 12. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of the Ophir. Please note, I realize I keep stopping after every verse. But as we've been going through this study, it's not the first time we've heard this kind of thing. Remember where it says seven men or seven women will cling to one man saying, take away our reproach. The man is going to become very precious in the last days. Why? Because there's going to be so much death. I will make a man more precious than fine gold. Verse 13, Therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. Again, sounds a lot like Revelation chapter 6. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it was rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. You see all the similarities. Verse 14, And it shall be as the chaste roe and as the sheep that no man taketh up, they shall every man turn to his own people and flee every one into his own land. Every one that is found shall be thrust through, and every one that is joined unto them shall fall by the sword. Their children also shall be dashed to pieces before their eyes, their houses shall be spoiled, and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the meads against them, which shall not regard silver, and as for gold, shall not delight in it. Their bows also shall dash the young men to pieces, and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the wombs. Their eyes shall not spare children. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees, excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Again. Doesn't that sound like something that could happen in our day? Now, obviously, he's talking about the beauty of the Chaldees and, and, you know, talking about the actual Babylon of Isaiah's day. But it speaks to us today. Verse 20, it shall never be inhabited. Listen again. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation, neither shall the Arabian pitch a tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their fold there. But the wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full 
of doleful creatures and owls shall dwell there. And satyrs shall dance there. And the wild beasts of the island shall cry in their desolate houses. And dragons in their pleasant places. And her time is near to come. And her days shall not be prolonged. And that's the end of chapter 13. And again... I started the broadcast with that, with Revelation eighteen twenty one through 23. And with good reason. Because, what did it say? Let's listen to it again. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall the great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. So that's the... That's what's being projected here by Isaiah and by the book of Revelation, that it's going to be such a desolation. It's going to be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, nothing's left. There'll be no inhabitants. That's why Revelation 18, verses 21 through 23 say this, and the voice of the harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters, they'll never be heard again. The craftsmen, they'll never be found again. Those who work at the millstone, they'll never be found again. And here is one of the most important parts. And the light of a candle shall no more be at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. Who's the bridegroom and the bride? Messiah and the followers of Messiah, right? They'll never be heard in Babylon again when this judgment comes. That's why Revelation 18 starts with that phrase, Come out of her, my people. Lest you partake in her plagues and in her sins. There's so much connected here. And I'm actually going to stop. We're not going to go to chapter 14. We're going to do part 2 on Friday, Lord willing because I don't want to try to stuff chapter 14 in. Chapter 14 deals with the kingdom being of Israel being restored. The talks this is where the famous phrase is about Satan and how he's the prince of the world and then it continues on with more conversation about the judgment of Babylon. So let's plan on doing that for Friday. I just wanted to make these connections, um, the wild beasts of the desert shall lie there. It's going to be so desolate. It's going to be filled with wild beasts. It's wild. We're living in some bizarre times, and you just can't help but wonder. I hope that it's not the case, but I can't help but wonder. Are we going to witness this in our generation? Is the judgment of Babylon at hand? And I would do years ago, I would have said a definitive yes, and I did say a definitive yes. But I've learned the more that I know, the less I know. If a man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet that he ought to know. The more I know, the less I know. So I no longer 
I guess, present my opinion as fact, right, when it comes to prophecy. I think it's very probable. I think it's very probable that that Babylon and the United States are somehow connected. I think that's very probable. Is it, am I going to sit here and say it's for sure? Of course not. But a lot of what Isaiah is talking about here, the reasons for judgment, the impact that it has on the whole world, uh, its connections to Revelation 18, it's definitely crying out to our generation. It definitely cries out to our generation. No question. Well, I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you've been blessed this morning, strengthened this morning. These are sobering words coming from Isaiah. And Lord willing, we'll finish up chapter 14 on Friday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you to those of you who support this mission of truth. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.